0: Welcome. You're listening to Ask the Doulas, a podcast where we talk to experts from all over the country about topics related to pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and early parenting. Let's chat. Hello,
1: this is Kristen with Ask the Doulas, and I'm so excited to be joined today by Monique Russell. Monique is a clear communication coach and the author of Intentional Motherhood. Hi, Moni. Hi, Kristen. how are you? Doing so well. So I would love to hear a bit about your backstory as far as your journey into becoming a young mother and also um, what led you to write this book on intentional motherhood. Oh, absolutely.
2: So right now I live in Atlanta, Georgia, but I grew up in the beautiful islands of the Bahamas. And I left the Bahamas after I graduated high school and I moved to cold Minnesota. And that's where I went to college. And it was a one semester after I started college that I found myself pregnant. It was an unplanned pregnancy. I switched schools from where I was going. I was going first to the College of St. Benedict, then I moved to St. Cloud State. And so I had my son and literally like that next semester, I picked up, I started picking back up classes that January. But in between that, I had my mom come. And she was there when I gave birth and she was there after I gave birth to sort of help me get acclimated back into the routine of things. Uh, But as I was going to school, as I was working, I was working on campus as a multicultural student consultant. And I was also working a retail job um, at the time in customer service while going to school and raising my son, which I happened to be. Tell me about it. I happened to be so fortunate to have his child care right on campus, which was such a blessing because so many of the teachers there, some were trying to get into early ed. And so they had all this excitement about working with young babies and they okay. were being mentored. And so my son had one of the best early experiences at that daycare on campus. And then I just kind of just continued to finish my studies. I did my undergrad in broadcast journalism. I did both my graduate programs in communications as well, one in PR and one in advertising. And shortly after, I was asked to teach other moms around campus and on campus who were twice my age about parenting. Wow. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I was actually surprised. And I did. I did the workshops, I did the speaking engagement. And all throughout my life, I will just be so honest, I never saw myself as being handicapped or limited by having a child so early. I just always had in my mind that I just have to continue to do whatever I had set out to do. But fast forward to where we are today, this book just came out last year. And noticed
1: that February, correct?
2: Yes, just last year. And I never had it in my mind to, you know, it definitely wasn't something that I was going to uh, write about, talk about. Okay. I mean, it's not even been a part of my brand for
1: <laughs> forever,
2: right. but I had a lot of questions about how I did things and what, what helped me to still move through growing a business, working and taking care of my, my kids. And it was through reflection, through coaching, through healing, through therapy uh, that I realized it was about my mindset and my identity. So when I grew up, yeah. When I grew up, uh, we did not have, I, I am the eldest on my mom's side. It's me and my two younger brothers. And we didn't grow up with a lot of media influences, a lot of TV influences. I I think I had one hour a week I could watch TV, Kristen. <laughs>
1: oh, wow.
2: <laughs> and not so, typical. <laughs> it's not. It's not. And I think that's part of why I don't watch much today either but as I was reflecting about the whole experience and how our mindsets are shaped and formed or how mine was formed, I, I point back to a lot of these types of things because there were people around me when I got pregnant who thought that I would not finish school. They thought that I wouldn't, you know, become a success because I would end up as a statistic, which I obviously did not. And I and I think back to, OK, well, where did this mindset actually Begin. And I think it's because I wasn't surrounded with so many stories of failure around parenting or of failure around young people and parenting. And then my mom was a very strong support for me. So this journey of the book came through my personal experiences being a young mom, losing some of my identity. After I had my second son, building back my confidence, working with my clients on their confidence and their professional careers and their business lives. And just really chronicling the whole journey of what it means to be an intentional mom. Because I think we tend to plan everything out in our lives. We plan our marriage. We plan our college. We plan where the kids are going to extracurricular activities. But somehow when this motherhood thing comes up, we just tack it along and keep going as though, okay, nothing's changed. We're just a mom and we (laughs) keep going. And and then when we can't keep up with everything or we feel low, or we don't feel like ourselves and we feel isolated, we feel like a failure. So it's us stopping to redefine what success looks like and stopping to redefine and really step into the identity of being a mom.
1: Yes. And so much changes and it can be overwhelming if you're trying to compare yourself to the Instagram moms or Pinterest moms or society's expectations. So I do love how individualized, um, you know, your approach is.
2: Yeah, that's so true because I mean, you don't have to, you don't even have to be a mom to be impacted by the social media um, feelings, right? Yes, So that's one thing I would always say to like to follow the people in your social media. Who are showing positive stories or who are showing the reality of what it is that they're facing so that you won't feel alone or you won't feel as though you're not measuring up because those stories can begin to play in your head so quickly. And before you know it, you're in a spiral thinking that, oh my God, just not measuring up. And I don't want any mom to have to feel like that. Or if you do feel like that, knowing how to kind of journal your way or gratitude your way or talk through your way out of that feeling
1: makes complete sense i tell my birth clients to during pregnancy to surround themselves with positivity so you know hearing positive birth stories versus the fear-filled ones and you know really finding a group of supportive friends and family members and then after they give birth and that postnatal phase really finding people who are telling it like it is and like you said like straight up telling the truth versus having the filtered version of motherhood Mm -hmm. the ideals of perfection that we have
2: oh my god i was a perfectionist Kristen. (laughs) in a past life (laughs) past life i was a perfectionist my goodness but that journey to letting go of that. And I write about that in the book too, the journey to embracing that and recognizing the difference between self-like and self-love, what we are doing when we like ourselves, which is a lot of that internal, external stuff versus when we love ourselves and we're embracing the thoughts and the feelings that we have, and we're setting up healthy boundaries for ourselves and having realistic expectations and being gentle and patient and kind with ourselves so that we can pass that down to the little humans that we're raising who are observing everything that we do. They sure are.
1: There's no doubt.
0: (laughs) Hey, Alyssa here. I'm just popping in to tell you about our course called Becoming. Becoming a Mother is your guide to a confident pregnancy and birth, all in a convenient six-week online program. From birth plans to sleep training and everything in between, you'll gain the confidence and skills you need for a smooth transition to motherhood. You'll get live coaching calls with Kristen and myself, a bunch of expert videos, including chiropractic care, pelvic floor physical therapy, mental health experts, breastfeeding, and much more. You'll also get a private Facebook community with other mothers going through this at the same time as you to offer support and encouragement when you need it most. And then, of course, you'll also have direct email access to me and Kristen in addition to the live coaching calls. If you'd like to learn more about the course, you can email us at info at or check it out at thebecomingcourse.com. We'd love to see you there.
1: So I would love to you know, chat with you a bit about your communication skills. So we launched an online course in March called Becoming a Mother as our clients were feeling quite isolated during the pandemic and wanted a community of supportive women. So our course gets into a lot about communi- communicating your unique needs in regards to you know both your expectations for birth and also parenting and surrounding like COVID, you know, visitor restrictions in the hospital or, you know, visitors after baby arrives. So I would love to hear your thoughts on really during, especially during pregnancy, having those tough conversations with family members and friends and communicating your needs to your partner, if there's a partner involved. And rather than waiting until you go into labor or after baby arrives, So what are your thoughts on that? Oh,
2: absolutely. It is essential because when we don't let our feelings out, they just bottle and turn inward. And our baby is feeling those feelings too. So I know sometimes it's not always easy to open up, especially if you are afraid of being ostracized or, you know, you're feeling being downplayed, but I would suggest, even if it's just one person, because I remember when I had my second child, I I stayed home for a while and it became very isolating. It definitely wasn't a pandemic, but it was isolating nonetheless. And, you know, not having the type of conversation, you know, my husband was working and he's at work. And so I'm at home and (laughs) not everybody is at home with their kids. So I, I, had a friend, she actually lives and still lives in South Africa. And she became like my daily catch up relief person. And it was incredible. We we weren't meeting in person because we were thousands and thousands of miles away. So I would say, you know, release first release the expectation that it has to be someone in your biological family that you are opening up to because, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes we are in situations with family, blood family that may not be as supportive. So, you know, think about family as having that support and, and reach out to that person, share your heart, you know, use journaling as a tool, but try not to keep it into yourself because it's not going to do you or the baby any good.
1: So true. Very helpful advice. And so as far as communicating with the partner, any tips for our listeners on really setting the type of support that a mother would be looking for, especially after baby arrives or how to best support her during labor and so on? So that can be uncomfortable for some women.
2: Definitely. Especially because we don't know what to say. Sometimes we don't even know how to articulate what it is that we need. All we know is we, we, we will know it when we feel it. And I, I, I will use both of my pregnancies as an, as examples, because with my first son, there was almost like this unspoken communication with my mom, with those around me that knew, okay, To bring a warm towel, to, you know, help massage my lower back that was filled with so much pain, you know, different things that were things that I didn't even have to verbalize. Yes. Well, things a doula
1: would do. Sure.
2: Yes. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) no one even has to tell you a lot of times with our partners. Oh my goodness. They don't have a manual either. And so, (laughs) and they want to fix things. They just don't know what to do. They don't know what to do and they don't know how. So you'd have to express instead of saying my back is hurting You know, can you get a warm towel for my back? This is what I have observed. Being very clear about what it is that you want to happen or what it is that you need support, where you need support, that's going to reduce your own level of frustration. Because if you're speaking in general terms, then you'll feel like you're not being understood. And your partner is also going to feel frustrated because, you know, they don't know what to do. Exactly. So, as much as you can to articulate with clarity, as much clarity as you can. Um, and I wish I could tell you I got this right because I didn't, Kristen. I was like, "Oh my God, I can't take that smell!" And so <laughs> <laughs> right? There was something I used to love eating before I got pregnant was mackerel, and when I got pregnant, I could not take the smell. I couldn't uh-huh. take the smell. And in, in the beginning. That's all I would do. I would complain about the smell, complain about the smell. And, you know, I had to get very clear and and just say, don't buy mackerel. Don't buy mackerel anymore. (laughs) Don't buy it. Or if you cook it, don't cook it when I'm around. Let me go out because the smell is going to drive me crazy. And you may think like, okay, that's self-explanatory. Like I shouldn't have to do all of that uh, explanation, but trust me. The more clear you can get, the better it's going to be for everyone.
1: Absolutely. Totally agree. So circling back to your book, Unintentional Mothering, any highlights that you want to cover and, you know, resources that our readers may be interested in? Sure.
2: So the book is a short, quick read. It's, It's written with also prompts, journal prompts and exercises. So you can take your time and actually think through. It has eight chapters. The first one is who said it would be easy because who said it would be easy? And then (laughs) chapter two is it's not about age. It's about identity. And this is like how we see ourselves. We don't have to be biological moms to be moms. I mean, it's not about biology. It's not about how old you are. It's about how you see yourself. If you see yourself as a nurse as a carer as a provider. Uh, the identity of a mom is the third chapter. And that talks about how our identity shifts so much when we do become a mom and how we can take time to redefine uh, what that means for each one of us individually. Yes. Chapter four is about a woman's likes versus a woman's loves. And we talked a little bit about what that means. Chapter five is about the working mom, the working mother. That's what it's called. And that chapter is filled with practical tips. um, You know, when your kids are older, how to batch and how to uh, have meetings and things like that. So you're not overwhelmed. Chapter six is about apologizing to your kids. Chapter seven is called The Egoful Father. And I met my biological dad at the age of eight, and it was a journey of trial and error to connect. Uh, but okay. in this chapter, I dispel so many myths about the fathers and the men in our lives that are leading from their ego. It's not that they don't want to connect they don't know how. And so when we as an intentional mom have a deeper awareness of communication, we can choose how to navigate those conversations. And then the final chapter is intentional conversations, and that's really about being an intentional mom leaning into conflict. And so that means that we're setting setting aside time to build connection with our siblings, to build connection with our friends, with our partners, Um, And just really being intentional all around in our conversation so that we're not carrying hurt or overwhelm, frustration um, in our bodies or in our hearts.
1: Love it. And I did notice that you have some amazing reviews on Amazon. So way to go. Thank you. (laughs) So outside of Amazon, how else can our listeners find your book? You can get
2: it on my website, MoniqueRussell.com.
1: Great. And then for anyone who happens to be interested in your communications business, would you like to share that contact info as well, Monique?
2: Absolutely. So the same way you can reach me, MoniqueRussell.com, or you can visit my LinkedIn profile, which is MoniqueRussell.com. I'm sorry, Monique Russell, Claire Communication
1: Coach. Great. And you're also a podcaster. I am. I'm a podcaster.
2: My podcast is called Bridge to You, Understanding in Black Unity. It focuses on diversity and inclusion among Black cultures through highlighting, awakening conversations in their journey to discover themselves.
1: Amazing. I will check it out for sure. So any last tips or words of advice for our listeners?
2: Yes, I want every single mom that is listening to us to know that you can't mess it up. You can't mess it up. Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. Um, You know, you're doing an awesome job. Try not to take the world on your shoulders. There is no right or wrong way <laughs> to connect with your child, but there's definitely effective ways to connect through communication. So just Keep doing the great job that you're doing and and stay encouraged.
1: That is perfect. And my add on to your advice would be ask for help. You don't have to do it alone. Yes, definitely ask for help. Thanks so much for your time, Monique. I love chatting with you and I hope we can reconnect sometime.
2: I would love that. Thank you for having
0: me on the show.
1: Of course. Take care.
0: Bye now. Thanks for listening to Ask the Doulas. For more information about Gold Coast Doulas, visit us on our website, goldcoastdoulas.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Thank you. Remember, these moments are golden.